Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. I prayed, and prudence was given me. I pleaded, and the Spirit of Wisdom came to me. I preferred her to scepter and throne, and deemed riches nothing in comparison with her, nor did I liken any priceless gem to her, because all gold in view of her is a little sand, and before her silver is to be counted mire. Beyond health and comeliness I loved her, and I chose to have her rather than the light, because the splendor of her never yields to sleep. Yet all good things together came to me in her company, and countless riches at her hands. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. Fill us at daybreak with your kindness, that we may shout for joy and gladness all our days. Make us glad for the days when you afflicted us, for the years when we saw evil. Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. Let your work be seen by your servants, and your glory by their children. And may the gracious care of the Lord our God be ours. Prosper the work of our hands for us. Prosper the work of our hands. Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, indeed the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. No creature is concealed from him, but everything is naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At that statement his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. 
they were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For human beings it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. Peter began to say to him, We have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, I'd like to thank Aaron for proclaiming the scriptures with us this week. Uh, Carla is on vacation. And uh, this is also a big week for Mater Day Radio. We have our fall share this week from the 11th through the 15th. So please call in. Uh, please support the station with your prayers, with your financial support. We need to keep the lights on and continue proclaiming Christ throughout all of not only our Portland area, but also down in KMME, in Eugene and Springfield, and also through all of our uh, online work. So please uh, support the Fall share And as a reminder, we are podcasting. You can go to any of your favorite uh, podcasting sites and type in Sunday, Sunday Commentary Mater Day and click that follow button. Well, let's go ahead and get into the readings today. This first one is from Wisdom Chapter 7. Now, the background to this one is interesting. We have Solomon saying in verses 1 through 6, he says, A king is mortal just like everyone else. He came into the world the same way. He breathes the same air. He will leave the world in the same way. And I think that's really important in our culture and society today where sometimes we put... Um, undue accolades on people, or you might say we put people on a pedestal. And, you know, that's so dangerous in these days because we are fallible. Uh, and at some point, uh, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> so, so I have two recommendations for you. One is um, wisely select your mentors. You know, study the saints and see people around you that that follow the lives of these saints and, and pick saints to ask for their intercession. I think that's one very important thing that we can do. Uh, the second thing is then following on with this first reading here. Look what Solomon did. He said, I prayed for prudence and wisdom. Uh, I, pr I pleaded with the Spirit. I preferred wisdom to scepter and throne. And what he means by that is not only uh, worldly uh uh, authority, but here scepter and throne are metaphors for authority and power. But notice what he did here. He says, I prayed and I pleaded and I preferred. This is something that takes determined action to pursue wisdom. And, and there is a difference between, I'll say, knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge to me is just the collection of facts and information. But wisdom is the quality of good and sound judgment. And those two things are very different. So Solomon, at his young age, pleaded and prayed and preferred wisdom to scepter and throne. And I love the, um, the examples here. It's more important and more valuable than gold or silver or health, right? I would rather have wisdom above all of these other things. And we see wisdom here personified in a her, personified in her company, countless riches at her hands. How beautiful that pursuit of wisdom, godly wisdom is. 
And when we talk about this, I think it's so important that to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness has to apply to everything in our lives. It has to apply to our spiritual life. It has to apply to our career. It has to apply to our financial life. If we can set that as the foundation of everything we do, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, how important that is. And I think what we'll end up finding is that wisdom ultimately at that point will lead to fidelity to the law of God. And God will bestow this gift on those who pray for it. So important it is to pray, plead, and prefer wisdom. Well, let's move into the second reading, because if we do that and we have wisdom, that prepares us for spiritual combat that we live in our world today. And see here um, in Hebrews, it says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I think that's an important kind of example here, because again, a sword can be both defensive and offensive. There are times in our lives that we have in our faith lives to be defensive, to protect ourselves or our family, but there's also times that we need to play an offensive role with our faith life. How important that is to kind of look at that sword, to put on that armor of God that Ephesians 6 talks about, how important that is, and know that that sword, when properly honed, can penetrate between soul and spirit joints and marrow. It can penetrate, it can slice. And that is where the second reading ends, that everything becomes naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. It allows our faults to become exposed, not for ridicule, not for embarrassment, but God does that to heal us. So let us take also our armor of God, our sword of faithfulness and righteousness, and be able to use that to not only protect our family, but to live as solid Catholics in the world today. Well, let us continue with the Gospel of Mark. This is a follow-on from last week, and he gets this question from a man who runs up to him. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he answers him, you know the commandments, and he lists all this, the second group of commandments that we often think of as love of neighbor. Remember, the first three commandments are love of God, the second seven are love of neighbor. And, and the rich man replies, he says, I've done all these, I've observed them from my youth. And, and it's an interesting way he answered this because he obviously has followed the commandments, but what we're going to find is that he's still attached to the world. He still places a significant value on his treasures. He had, going back to the first reading, he had knowledge, not sure that he was seeking wisdom. And we find here that he said that go and sell everything you have, you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. At that, his face fell, and he went away sad because he had many possessions. And I I think that even in our society today, um, we have to look at the fact that riches can become a form of idolatry. God blesses us in so many spiritual and material ways, but we always have to remember that it is, again, we need to seek that kingdom of God first. That is our priority. And then the riches that he blesses us with, those are to be used ultimately for his glory. And part of his glory, obviously, is saving for the future, raising your family, enjoying this life that he gives us. But we always have to make sure that it stays in the proper context. God ultimately is the source and giver of salvation. And that's why he says, for human beings, it is impossible to be saved, but not for God. 
But I, I think it would be a shame for us to kind of just only look at this parable of the rich man and only look at him in some sort of historical perspective, because I really think this is our story as well. We need to be changed when we encounter Christ. I mean, how hard is it for us to be changed to really live a Catholic life in this world when we're distracted, when we seek pleasure and not joy, and when we selectively decide what we want to believe about our faith and what we don't want to believe, how important it is Christ as the source of all truth, how important it is for us to follow all of his commandments, all of his truth. Now, ultimately, we don't know what happened to this rich man. (laughs) I certainly hope that he was ultimately changed by that encounter. That, of course, is my prayer for myself and my family and all our listeners today, that we also will be changed by our encounters with Christ. Ultimately, we have to realize that we worship what we love. So who or what is on our altar? Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com.